0: Welcome to Proven Improbable, I'm your host Maurice Jackson. Joining us today is David Cole, who is the President, Director, and CEO of Eurasian Minerals, the Royalty Generator, trading on the TSX symbol EMX and on the New York Stock Exchange EMXX. Before we begin today's show, it's important to note that Eurasia Minerals has been hand-selected by Rick Rule to be one of the featured exhibitors at the Sprott Natural Resource Symposium, which is quite the distinction. So, David, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Maurice. You know, David, before we begin, for first-time listeners, can you share what is a prospect generator?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a fabulous business model. Maurice, what prospect generators do is they go around the world and identify prospective mineral rights, acquire those mineral rights, typically adding value through geological understanding and geological surveys, defining prospective regions, and then joint venturing or selling that project on to a well-funded major or junior uh, mid-tier company where they spend the money to advance the project. And the company that has prospect generated it and has the underlying owner usually will retain a carried interest or a, a minority joint venture interest or the way we do it is is we maintain a royalty interest on the project.
0: Now, Eurasian Minerals has been able to achieve optimum results using a three-pronged business model approach. Can you share how this model works specifically and how you've been able to use leverage as the mineral sector has, in essence, been depressed for the past four to five years?
1: Yeah, I'm passionate about this subject. I'm happy to go into that, Maurice. Uh, the <clears throat> so we've tweaked the Prospect Generation business model to go beyond pure organic growth through the prospect generation process where we acquire mineral rights around the world, add value, sell them on to keep royalties, we augment that process with royalty purchase. And the combination of purchasing outright royalties in addition to growing those royalties through the prospect generation process is particularly powerful. And the leverage that you mentioned, that comes from the operators of these assets and the joint venture partners on these assets that are earning the 100% interest in the project, subjects to our royalties, we're leveraged with the money that they're spending on those assets as they're being advanced. And then the third prong of our business approach is with the same smart geologists that are around the world doing the organic uh, growth strategy, they identify strategic investments that we can make that are particularly compelling. And uh, when we find one of those particularly compelling strategic investment opportunities, we'll, we'll put some of the shareholders money to work via share placement into the company.
0: All right, now David. Eurasian Minerals has a global footprint with massive land packages throughout the world. Let's discuss some of your projects, starting with the United States. You have the Leeville Royalty on the Carlin trend. Where is that located in the U.S., and why are investors such as myself excited about it?
1: Yeah, the the Carlin trend is in northeastern Nevada, and it's the most prolific gold mineralized region in the United States, and we're happy to have a 1% royalty covering a portion of the of the Carlin trend operated by a Newmont Mining Corporation. And it's exciting to investors because it has a, a long-term prolific discovery rate where lots of new gold resources continue to be found on that belt, being advanced by engineering and geological uh, expertise um, that is employed by Newmont Mining Corporation, one of the major companies on the Carlin trend and the, you know, the opportunity for Eurasian Minerals to have such a royalty is, is fantastic.
0: Yes, it is. Sticking with cash flow briefly, what other sources of cash flow does the company realize outside the Levo royalty?
1: So in addition to the Levo royalty, we have the cash flow coming in from the Balya royalty and in um, uh, Turkey, that's a lead zinc silver royalty. That one's just starting to go into production and we expect to see the production there increase substantially in the forthcoming years. That's a great asset for us. Uh, we also have um, uh, income coming in from the sale of the Akarja project, also in Turkey, where that company pays us 500 ounces per six months that are owed to us, part and parcel to the deal we did where we sold them Akarja. Uh, that's in addition to a production royalty that comes once the project goes into production. We expect to see that go into production within a couple of years, based upon the, company, uh, the, the company's uh, news that they've, they've advised us on, who bought that project from us. But we also have a whole myriad of different uh, advanced minimum royalty income payments and share payments and lease payments associated with the with the broad spectrum of deals that we've executed around the world.
0: Well, you know, since we're in Europe, let's uh, let's go to Sweden. What can you share with us about Gumsberg? Yeah.
1: so is a fascinating prospect, and it's a great example of the execution of the prospect generation business model. We came into Sweden understanding that there were fabulous geological databases available through the Sweden survey. Uh, with a paucity of, of a competition, actually, which is rather ironic, um, and some, some just some great mining laws in place. Uh, Sweden has a very uh, positive attitude towards mineral development, and it's been a very good venue to work in. It's typically rated within the top five by the Fraser Institute in terms of uh, best countries to work in in the world for, uh, for mineral development. And at Gumsberg, uh, we acquired a, a key piece of property within sight of head frames of mining shafts uh, for other major deposits in the region. It was a coup for us to pull that off and be able to get such a commanding land position in that district. We came in and mapped and, and did some geophysical surveys, geological surveys, geochemical surveys, and identified uh, mineralized structures there and drilled those um, just, to, just a little bit of drilling just to get a feel for what was there. And hit some uh, quite nice polymetallic lead zinc silver uh, with a touch of uh, copper and gold in them intercepts. And uh, that alerted our potential customers to the prospectivity of that region. And I believe I can leverage that into a a very nice deal for Eurasian minerals.
0: You know, it's always exciting to hear what you have uh, going on there at Gumsburg. I'm always looking forward to the press releases. Staying in Europe, can you elaborate on Kukurupeki in Serbia?
1: Yeah, that's a great story. So we, we actually um, we actually were the first foreign company to enter Serbia after the Balkan Wars. We helped the Serbian government rewrite their concession legislation and rewrite their mining law to attract foreign investment within Serbia. That was quite successful and a lot of competition came in. We were able to gain some licenses in that country early on during that process. Then we sold all those licenses, uh, subject to uh, uh, royalty, of course. Um, early on in the history of Eurasian Minerals. And so those were organically grown royalties. They were some of our first organically grown royalties. And the company that bought that property went on to make a fabulous discovery. And a Reservoir, uh, first it was Reservoir Capital. They became Reservoir Minerals. They joint-ventured with Freeport. And they uh, they discovered a fantastic new zone called Tukurupeki. And as luck would have it, the dis- new discovery was just off- the boundary of our royalty, and so our royalty did not cover the new discovery. Not to be discouraged by that and keeping our ear to the railroad track, uh, we, uh, we knew this discovery was ongoing, we were familiar with the geology in the area, we were very bullish with regards to the potential of that prospect. So we did some research and we found out that there was a small royalty that covered that discovery ground, uh, and we went out and purchased that royalty. And this is a great example to what I talked about earlier with respect to our three-pronged business model approach where we organically grow royalties, and then to augment the organic growth, we also buy royalties. So here's a case where we were organically growing royalties in a new mineral district um, in the world. Uh, Discovery was made, and and because we were there monitoring the situation, we were able to act upon that quickly and buy a royalty covering that discovery. So it's a great example of the integration of the two models. So now we have a nice royalty package throughout the Teamwork Magmatic Complex, which is Europe's largest historic copper and gold producing region and it is in in, in in the country of Serbia.
0: Uh, again, it's uh, almost, um, I'm repeating myself, but it's so exciting to see what's, what management is doing, so kudos to you. Uh, now, Dave. Oh, thank you. We're having a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet you are. And as a shareholder, I'm delighted to see what management is doing. Uh, very, very good stewards of capital. Now, David, we've covered just a glimpse of the exciting projects within Eurasian Minerals portfolio, but I wanted to save the best for last. In Russia, Eurasian Minerals has a massive, massive copper deposit known as Malmish. Would you please update us on that?
1: Happy to. Yeah, so we have found, uh, and when I say we, I mean uh, Intergeo Copper, which is the private company that Eurasian Minerals is the largest shareholder of. And this is an example of the third prong of our business approach, making strategic investments. So our geologists on the ground were able to identify this opportunity and understand that this private company was advancing what looked to be, at the time, years ago, a very interesting new copper-gold discovery in far southeastern Russia, very near the Chinese border, on the Amur River, in the Haberos Krai of eastern Russia. And we saw this ongoing, and the private company needed funds, of course, to pay for the drill rigs to drill out the discoveries. And we came in. Uh, made a substantial investment into uh, into that company, it became the largest shareholder. We own uh, approximately 40% of the issued and outstanding share capital of Intergeo Copper, and have contributed intellectually to the process in addition to the financial contribution. And they've gone on to find 14 productive porphyry systems in a belt. It's a whole new porphyry belt that's been found. And uh, these porphyry copper gold deposits can be quite immense, that they're the world's largest source of, of copper in fact around the world, that style of mineralization. And uh, we did produce the first maiden resource, 43101 uh, um, compliant, uh, governmental compliant resource there last year, it, and it was 1.66 billion tons at uh, 0.42% copper equivalent, constituted by 0.34% copper and 0.17 grams per ton gold very importantly the mineralization is quite close to the surface easy to access the metallurgy is quite good on that mineralization so it's going to be easy to recover the copper it's in a region uh, where the the, uh, government of russia is fully supportive of a large mineral uh, deposit development and in fact they've they've put their uh, um you know the bunny where their mouth is by reducing the royalties to incentivize direct foreign investment it's quite interesting that the perception of investing in russia versus the reality of investing there is quite different um, we found them to be quite supportive of the direct foreign investment and, and to be good partners for us thus far. Things are working out quite well. And to best illustrate that, they do have an interesting law in the books in Russia called the strategic industry law. It says that if a new fund is so huge that it's of strategic importance to the country, it has to be, to be approved all the way up through the Kremlin in order to have foreign ownership. And To illustrate their support for direct foreign ownership, uh, we went through the strategic industry law, Um, review process because our discovery was substantially larger than that threshold. And I'm happy to say that uh, we went through in record time and got full approval from the Kremlin to have 100% foreign ownership, once again illustrating their support for direct foreign investment. And we're delighted as shareholders in IGC and the IGC management's doing a very good job of advancing that discovery. We're drilling there now.
0: Yes, I was delighted to see the press release back in July uh, with the uh, governmental approval for Eurasian Minerals uh, to uh, have the project advanced. So again, congratulations. Now, let's switch gears here. <laughs> quite an accomplishment, by the way. I, I, I don't want to, I want to really underscore that. That is quite impressive. That is not a a, uh, a, um, a common feat uh, for a company to accomplish. This, this takes due diligence. It takes uh, uh, prudence by the management and uh, to make this come to fruition. So again, thank you as a shareholder. Um, David. Is Eurasian Minerals seeking to add new additions to their royalty portfolio?
1: Every day. Yep. We meet every day to talk about royalty acquisition opportunities uh, as, in addition to the organic growth process. So our bread and butter is the organic growth. Buying royalties is a very difficult business. But if and when we can, we buy royalties to augment our portfolio when we find you know, attractive uh, deals. Royalties are very dear instruments, they're in high demand, many different companies like to buy royalties, so it is difficult to find good deals on royalties. It can be obtained though when you have excellent geological intelligence to tell you that a royalty is potentially undervalued and uh, presents the opportunity to buy that in an accretive manner to the shareholders. But of course, our bread and butter is to grow royalties, we're working on both every day.
0: All right. now will you need to do any equity financing in order to procure these new additions?
1: So we don't need to do equity financings right now um, because we do have enough cash flow coming in from our royalties. But I will say that if the right opportunity were to come along in a strategic manner, such as uh, you know a major company that uh, we felt would be an excellent strategic partner, uh, we're open to doing financings. If it's distinctly accretive to the Eurasian mineral shareholder and associated with a, a joint venture, or some type of a strategic relationship with a major company. And and we've done those types of financings in the past. In fact, most of our financings in the past have been a strategic placement into the company. That's how Newmont Mining Corporation became a shareholder uh, in, in Eurasian Minerals. The International Finance Corporation was a shareholder in us for many years and very supportive of our process of, of uh, prospecting and, and uh, developing parts of the world and when they were a delightful shareholder to have in the company. Antofagasta made a placement into Eurasian Minerals part and parcel to a joint venture that we did in Sweden at one point in time. Those are the best ways to raise money rather than um, you know, uh, unloading large quantities of stock uh, across uh, a number of brokers where that stock can come right back at you in the open market. Um, uh, we're not in a position where we need to do something like that. Uh, but we would uh, always consider the right strategic private placement with uh, a serious company.
0: Well, thank you for conveying that. I know shareholders were concerned about that. Now, David, we mentioned the ticker symbol at the beginning of the interview. Can you share with us the changes you expect to make in the near future on the New York Stock Exchange?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, We're delighted that we were able to reserve the symbol EMX on the New York Stock Exchange. When we first went public on the the New York, the symbol EMX was not available, so we took the symbol EMXX, And uh, our ticker symbol in Toronto, of course, remained the same at EMX. But the EMX symbol has now come available in New York as well. So we have reserved that. So within a few weeks, we should be moving the symbol over uh, from EMXX to EMX.
0: All right. Thank you for conveying that, and congratulations. All right, David, last question. Thank you,
1: Maurice. Appreciate your interest (laughs) in the company. (laughs)
0: Sure. David, last question for you. What did I forget to ask?
1: Well... uh, you know the the here's the, here's the deal. All of these things are possible because of the team that we have at Eurasia Minerals, and the folks that we have employed here, and and employed might not even be the right word, but you know our partners in advancing this portfolio are some of the most amazing people I've met in my life. Many PhDs out of the University of Arizona, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Eric Jensen, uh, Dr. David Marr, to name three. Dr. Steve Enders, <clears throat> those are all PhDs from the University of Arizona. We've, we've uh, uh, picked the best folks to build a team here. Um, Jan Steyard, our chief legal officer, she's the immediate past president of Rocky Mountain Mineral Law Foundation. So you're combining these master's degree and PhD level <clears throat> geologists that have experience working in the mineral industry around the world with uh, top uh, um, finance and, and um, uh, legal background other uh, folks to contribute to the advancement of our deal flow. It's just a fabulous team and so you know people like to point out the aspects of the portfolio with regards to uh, uh, investing in eurasian minerals but the most important thing that you're investing when you're investing in eurasian minerals are is our team
0: yes it is and thank you for conveying that and i actually you know i i said i had one last question for you i'm going to add one more if i may sure what do you foresee being the catalyst here in the next six months well there's the, the beauty
1: about Eurasian Minerals and the prospect generation
0: business model is that we have such a broad
1: portfolio of uh, one and a half million acres of mineral rights around the world that a catalyst can come from all kinds of different places. But the advancement of the huge discovery at Chukurupeki in Serbia, and as that moves towards production and the and the uh, resource there it looks like it, it's just poised to expand dramatically, it is a potential catalyst within within the portfolio. Any potential sale or advancement of the Malmish asset in Russia is another potential catalyst. Um, Newmont invested $300 million in a new shaft on the Leeville property, and that's increasing production there, so our royalty income flow coming from the the Carlin trend, which we spoke about early in the interview, is also yet another catalyst. And I could go on. Um, There's a fancy new discovery ongoing by a company called Arizona Mining, for example, and this is an asset that was deep within our portfolio that we weren't paying much attention to, and it's the beauty of the business model. Um, all of a sudden you realize that a property that you sold years ago, they're they're making a discovery around that asset, and it looks like that discovery will, will spill over onto our royalty ground there at the Taylor deposit in Arizona, being advanced by Arizona Mining. That's very exciting as well, and it speaks to the power of the business model.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that as well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to convey that, in full disclosure, I am a shareholder, and if you are interested in getting additional information, regarding Eurasian Minerals david what's the website and phone number to contact
1: sure so the website is eurasianminerals.com and scott close our investor relations director a wonderful gentleman he's always got a joke and you know he's happy to tell you a story about <laughs> uh, hanging out with these very interesting geologists around the world and scott close actually has a geological education um, so he can knows how to speak geo speak with the geologists but he knows how to also translate that and 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 make sure that the investors understand what we're doing. He's available to speak on the phone. 303-973-8585 is the phone number to reach Scott at our Colorado office. And Maurice, you you, you mentioned that you're a shareholder. Uh, thank you very much for your support. I'd like to add one quick thing, and that is that, of course, I'm a shareholder. But uh, um, also, if the uh, listeners have the opportunity to go on the website, the CDAR website, and you can see the insider buying in, the, in in Eurasian Minerals, and you can see the plethora of insider buying that's been going on in Eurasian Minerals over the course of the last three years. And that includes me, it includes other insiders, it includes Paul Stevens, who's become our largest shareholder, and he's become our largest shareholder through open market purchases. And it just speaks volumes to our belief in the business model the portfolio and the team.
0: You know, that is so encouraging to hear. Um... Again, as a shareholder, I'm delighted to hear that. Uh, So, David Cole of Eurasian Minerals, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, sir. All the best to you. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable